one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Welcome to a very special edition of The Fun Run. We are really, really excited to bring this episode to you. We've been planning this for a really, really long time. And as you may have gathered from that intro, this is the episode where we're going to be talking about the Rocky movie series. Um, Molly, what race are we doing coming up here pretty soon? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm Molly. This is Ryan. Um, we are getting ready for the Italian Stallion challenge right the rocky balboa run as it's more formally called so the race is in philadelphia pennsylvania which has very special meanings to molly um yeah i was i grew up in pennsylvania which i'm apparently really fond of talking about i get uh grief all the time for um all the times that i mention that i'm from pennsylvania but i love philadelphia in particular because it kind of hits on all of my favorite things it's a just historically rich city. It is a city that is rich in the arts. It's beautiful. There's beautiful nature trails. It just, it has a lot to offer. And um, one of my very closest friends also lives there um, with her husband and their adorable baby. So Philadelphia is pretty near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And also you're a big fan of brotherly love. Which I is, am. that's the city of brotherly love. It is, in fact, the city of brotherly love. So this is really exciting. Um, you, The clip that we played um, in the intro there uh, was from the movie Rocky Two. So uh, those of you that have seen the movie series, uh, awesome. Welcome along to this journey with us. Um, those of you who have not seen the movie series, my sincere hope is that once this podcast is over, the next thing you do is go to iTunes or wherever your favorite movies are sold and pick this series up. Um, at least watch the first couple of movies and I, I assure you, you will be a fan for life. So Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a hard pause here for a second um, because I want to paint a word picture for you. So Ryan is, I would say, almost giddy. I'm pretty he, happy. Yeah, he's pretty pumped to talk about this. So I'm going to do a little like stage setting, like I said, word picture. We're sitting in the basement of the house, the family room. Um, we've got multiple devices set up. I took a nice picture, put it on the gram. Um, Ryan has... A, an outline of notes that he's very excited to go through. The first podcast ever that I've had notes for. Yeah, we, do, we usually, I don't know if, I, I know it seems super professional when we typically do these, so it's going to come as a surprise to you guys that we don't typically have notes because of our professionalism. The people will be shocked. And our, our podcasting acumen. But yes, he does have notes. Um, so just to let you know, the Rocky Run, the Italian Stallion Challenge, is... A race that is in, he just, um, <laughs> that broke my brain a little bit. I could tell. In the vein of us being super professional podcasters, I'm watching the, I'm watching the volume meter on the, the app that we use to record our podcast, and I noticed that it's not picking, typically what happens is you sit closer to the microphone, I sit further away from the microphone, but yet I come across louder on the podcast. I have podcast a quieter voice. Because my, of my, yeah. my ridiculous and um, annoying voice. But So I moved, I put something under the microphone to lift it up closer to your face. <laughs> and, as I was talking. 
talking right. into it. And again, most people would probably just edit that out. Well, <laughs> we don't know how to edit, so, you know. But, so, it's a race that is designed to celebrate um, sports, fictional sports icon Rocky Balboa of cinematic fame played yes. by Sylvester Stallone. Right. Because I, I don't want to assume that everyone knows who Rocky oh, is. Oh, they're going to... Don't worry. We're going we're gonna to break it so, all down. So what we're going to do for you today is we are going to use some of our favorite clips from the, the Rocky, Rocky universe. So all... We're, they span all the movies up until Creed. We don't get into Creed. I yeah. do. There okay? is one part that I like to talk about from Creed. Correction. We get into Creed? Yeah. Okay. Just the first one, though. Okay. Um, and... We are going to try to stay spoiler-free, though. Yes. So that, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to do, but we're going to try to stay spoiler-free. Yes. Um, if we do have a spoiler, we will figure out how to edit that out. We'll bleep it or something. No, it'll just be in there forever. <gasps> I, it's fine. Okay. okay. So, all right. <clears throat> So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the different clips that we love and we're going to talk about why these movies are so important to Ryan specifically and why I have come to love them so much um, because of my love of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Um, all right. So how do you, do you want to just like... Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Let's rocky and roll. Ha. <laughs> okay. So the Rocky film series, as we have sort of given away by now, is set in the fictional town of Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. Philadelphia. Now, I say that because um, Rocky is a fictional character, as you mentioned, played by Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about it is the people of Philadelphia have really embraced the character of Rocky. I'm going to talk about that later. That's my thing from Creed that I want to talk about. Okay. Don't don't steal my thing. There is literally no... Rocky's my thing entirely. So how but, is it... Like, like, I have a thing. All so. right. Fair enough. Okay. So, Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Burgess Meredith, and Carl Weathers, came out in the year 1976. So, this movie is older than me. It predates Molly. Um, so, the nice thing about this movie, though, is that it was written by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, not, I, I don't know if that's common knowledge or not. I think that's, re that's very common knowledge among Stallone fans, among Rocky fans. It's sort of this story uh, that mirrors Sylvester Stallone's life. Um, and Sylvester Stallone has said in interview after interview that Rocky mirrors his life. And as you watch those five uh, the movies, um, you do find out you can sort of parallel those with his movie career. Uh, and there are really stunning parallels between what's happening in his life and what's happening to the character of Rocky Balboa in the movies. So let's begin with why this movie series matters so much to me. Short answer, I don't really know. Uh, longer answer, uh, this movie series, I've always identified, Sylvester Stallone is my favorite actor, always has been, and always will be. Um, although I did just recently watch Escape Plan 2, and that did put a dent in a little bit of my, my love for Sylvester Stallone. Uh, that movie is, is, is not great. Um, the first Escape Plan I really enjoyed. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It was the first time they sort of co-starred in a movie, um, because it, The Expendables was more of an ensemble cast. But, um, yeah. So, but I'm the guy that likes Stopper My Mom Will Shoot. I love mm -hmm. Oscar. Um, I have to interject, um, when Ryan and I first became friends, we were talking about movies one day and I, I love horror movies. I love complicated horror movies where there's like a weird twist and, 
um, it's scary and bizarre. And um, he was saying, oh my God, my, one of my favorite movies is The Expendables. And I said, but like, does it have a plot? Being kind of a you know, smart ass. And he looks at me with this, the most indignant face I have ever seen. And he says to me, Ugh, the plot of the movie is movie. And a little part of my heart just like warmed to him that day. I was like, oh, that's really freaking funny. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Expendables, I highly recommend it. It's, it's good. It's real good. Um, it's It has the incredible acting talent of Eric Roberts and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You will be entertained. You will. Terry Crews is amazing in it. Um, Bruce Willis is in it. But I digress because we're here to talk about Rocky. So this is going to be hard for me because I really, like, I get off track anyway. Get, get that outline front and center. I'm really, it's right here. I'm really going to get off track on, on this. So <clears throat> I grew up I, I, in Columbus, Ohio, and um, not sure why that's relevant, but whatever. It's out there now. So I remember as a kid, I don't remember my first watching of any Rocky movie. What I do remember is being a little kid and going to the video store and asking... Hey, you remember video stores? Yeah, video stores. With video cassette tapes where you take the little tag and you take it up to the front or the, like, the movie case. Or the movie was, case that's behind the, right? like, the artwork. Or God. You, and then you'd see your favorite movie and then go up there and then have that moment where you realize the case wasn't behind it and you'd hate the people that rented oh, it forever. I know. Yeah. For, for those of you who are have no earthly idea what we're talking about, Google Blockbuster Hollywood Video... Um, but there were also like mom and pop ones. That those were, were the best ones. They were great. And the one that you would go to, I know, was, was it part of like a grocery store almost? There or? was one. Well, there were several. Um, the town, I, the small, once I moved to the small town that was no, not Columbus, um, there were three mom and pop video stores. Yeah, we had a few too. There was the one inside the grocery store. And then if it was a really exciting Friday night, we would drive into Blockbuster um, where my dad would, my dad did this thing where he would, he would go rent movies on like a, we, we did fr Friday night was typically pizza yeah. and we'd rent a movie. And my dad was sort of famous for renting movies we'd already seen. Uh, he'd come home and he'd be like, Hey, I got a movie to watch. And we'd look at it and be like, dad, we've already seen this one. Be, okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's, that was sort of what we did. Um, we didn't have blockbusters. Yeah. Um, I didn't experience a blockbuster until I moved to Columbus. Blockbuster is pretty cool, but late fees will kill you, man. I, yeah. yeah, I got yeah, trouble with the late fees. mom and pop ones we went to. There weren't late fees, but you got a rewind fee. You had, you had to rewind that tape. Be kind, rewind, or Remember you would that? get a, a fee. Yeah. So again, Google VHS tapes. If Kids, you're not sure. movies used to come on tapes. Yeah, this is before you could stream them directly to your mobile device or your brain. What's funny now is kids are probably like, "Man, what's this DVD nonsense?" I know. What's what's Blu-ray? Blu-ray is the thing that your video games come on, the Ugh. Xbox and PlayStation Four games. So, all right, so we've digressed now again. All right, this podcast is going to be five hours long. I'm telling you, you got to put this outline in front of your face. It's right here. I'm looking at it. You're looking at me. Because you're so pretty. Aww. So I would I would go to the video store, you. and I would tell my parents that I wanted to rent Rocky Two, and I must have rented our place's Rocky copy of Rocky Two so many times, I can't believe that it still played. Um, I don't know why they didn't just buy it for me. Um, back then, I guess VHS, VHS tapes, tapes were, were like, so expensive. like $50, but yeah, there were a few that my mom looked into buying for me and she was like, there was no way yeah. that we could have afforded to buy an actual VHS tape for you. Right. So we rented Rocky two all the time. So Rocky two was how I fell in love with the series. I saw Rocky two, um, without seeing Rocky one, mm -hmm. my only reference for Rocky one as a kid 
was the beginning of Rocky II. And what I mean by that is every Rocky movie, with the exception of Rocky, starts with the ending of the previous movie, okay? So Rocky II starts with the end, the end fight of Rocky. Every Rocky movie ends with a fight. Um, when I say we're going to stay spoiler-free, I won't give away the results of those fights, though that should be common knowledge by now. But I don't. But if you're new to the series, I don't want to take that away from you because the end of Rocky One it's and exciting. Rocky, yeah, the end of Rocky One and Rocky Two are they have different endings and it's mm -hmm. very exciting. And then each of the movies is its own character, and so I don't want to take away that enjoyment that you'll experience. So Rocky One is um, a movie I didn't see until many years later. Rocky One was the last Rocky movie that I saw, which I realize makes I know, no so sense funny, at all. Please. So in order, the way I saw the Rocky movies, I saw Rocky II when I was a little kid, watched it over and over and over again, loved it to death. Then I saw Rocky IV, mm -hmm. okay, because that Classic. came out when I was yeah. a kid, okay? So Most people, if you've seen a Rocky movie, it's usually Rocky IV. Rocky IV is the most action movie mm -hmm. of the bunch. And it's like... It is just distilled 80s brilliance. Oh, it is. It's, I mean, it's jingoism as a, jingoism at its finest. Um, it is really it's just... really quality. It is America all the way. USA good, USSR bad. Because this is, of course, Rocky IV came out in 1985, which would be about six or seven years before the fall of the Soviet Union. So you still have, it's not Russia, but it's the USSR, mm -hmm. but yet... All of the villains in the movie, and yes, this Rocky movie has villains, Roosties. are referred to as Russians. So yeah. it's really, really, it's a, growing up Rocky IV, um, I love, I mean, I just love it. Rocky II and Rocky IV are so, so good. You watch it now, well, it's kind of funny because the, when I first saw Rocky IV, um, our political climate was very different. And I remember thinking, oh, wasn't that a simpler time when we were afraid of the Russians? And now we've sort of looped back around and we're afraid of the Russians again a little bit. Right? The Russians are scary. So, I'm not going to say anything bad about them because I don't want to end up... I don't want to end up living a great, wonderful life under Comrade Putin. I, everything is fine. Shh. Do you think he'll take me horseback riding? The communists are listening. They're all bears on unicycles. It's fine. All right. So Rocky 2, II, Rocky 4. Then I saw Rocky 3. Mm-hmm. Then Rocky one, mm -hmm. then Rocky five. So, just to break that down a little bit, Rocky two as a little kid, Rocky four as a little kid, Rocky three as like an older kid, ten eleven years old, something like that. Um, Rocky uh, Rocky three again that age. Uh, Rocky one an early teenager. Rocky five a teenager, um, and that is the last mention of Rocky five that you'll have on this podcast. And then uh, Rocky Balboa when I was an adult, and then obviously Creed when I was yeah. an adult. So. The order of those movies, just to help you out, is Rocky, Rocky 2, 3, 4, Silence for a Reason, Rocky Balboa, Creed, and the upcoming Creed 2. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, Creed 2 is either upcoming or you've seen it. Um, now, Creed 2 is a direct sequel to Rocky 4. Mm -hmm. So well, I and, hope... And Creed. Well, and Creed, right. But I hope that whets your appetite. Oh. And you're wondering, well, wait a minute. I'm so stoked for Creed 2. There's a, between Rocky 4, there's been Rocky 5, Rocky Balboa, and Creed. So what just, is just trust what's us. going on? Trust us. What is going on with all these movies? Well, you'll have to find out. I implore you not to watch the trailer for Creed 2 until you've seen Creed. Watch Creed first, then go watch the trailer for Creed 2. But do not... Okay, PSA moment. 
if you're not going to watch them in order, well, first of all, watch them in order. If you're not going to do that, <laughs> you need to watch Rocky Four, then Creed, before you watch the trailer for Creed Two. Okay. okay? Don't. Okay. Trust me. Don't watch the trailer for Creed Two. It won't have the same impact as it will if you know those two movies. All right. All right. So. Rocky II is the one that has the biggest emotional attachment to me. Asterisk. We're going to talk about Rocky Balboa in a little bit. Oh, yeah, because... Well, and Rocky Three has become... Rocky Three ...important to you as well. Because of running. Yeah. Because of running. And so, because, as faithful listeners of the RM... Um, of the Fun Run podcast... What's our our RM Radio Holy Fun Run cow. podcast. Is it's it really, okay. It's been... We've had a little break between podcasts. I've well, forgotten the name of everything. It's late. Not that late. We're surrounded by... All the laundry we folded. We've done a lot of laundry. We have done a shocking amount of laundry over the last few days. Right. It's, there's a lot happening in the RM radio universe. So Rocky Three has a connection now to me, um, and we'll so share a picture of that. Here's of, what I want to do. Yeah. Because you're excited, mm-hmm. and I want to harness that excitement. I think we should start going in order, because here's what Ryan has done, which I think is genius. He's chosen his favorite clips and quotes from each of the most impactful movies. Because he thought that that would be a really good way to illustrate why the movies mean so much to him. So what we're going to do, this is kind of like a fun game, we're going to play a quote or a section of um, the movie he's going to talk about, and then he's going to talk about why that particular clip is important to him. And we've done our very level best to adhere to copyright standards, meaning that we're trying to keep these clips like right under 30 seconds so that we're not infringing on fair use rights as far as we know with my rudimentary understanding of how fair use works. Um, I don't, like, I'm not an expert. So if we screw it up, just pretend that we didn't. So which one... I'm just, just going to let you keep going because you're doing such a great job. Am I? No. So, Rocky... Okay. So, Rocky 1, I don't actually... So, wait. Which go one ahead. are you going to start with? I'm going I'm to go in order. Okay. I'm going to go in order. So, okay. Rocky 1, Rocky, um, my, I don't have a favorite clip from that movie. Um, the Rocky purists will come after me um, because Rocky is not my favorite Rocky movie. I don't think it's the best Rocky movie. I think it it's amazing. It's awesome. It's not mine either. It's not the best. Um, so the the clip I would have chosen is a clip where Rocky is talking about wanting to go the distance. So giving you just a bit of a setup for this movie without getting too far into the plot. Rocky um, is plucked from nowhere. He's a professional fighter, um, but he's plucked from nowhere to fight the world heavyweight champion Apollo Creed, played masterfully. By Carl Weathers. Uh, it is an acting performance that... It's, you'll, it's, have, you'll have a crush. You you'll will. have a crush by the end. He's channeling Muhammad Ali, but not copying him. It's not a mimic... Uh, he's no. not mimicking him. It's really well done. He really plays a brash and confident um, heavyweight champion. Now, you got to remember... But someone who's come by it, honestly, right. because, like... He's from L.A. And he trains hard. Yeah. And he comes from a tough gym. He's it's, the best. Yeah. He's the best. So, Apollo Creed... Um, is uh, is the heavyweight champion of the world at a time when boxing ruled. Uh, today we look at the NFL as the most popular sport in America. Boxing has really, mm-hmm. I mean, the UFC 
uh, seems to be doing better than boxing these days. Uh, boxing was the, the, it's the sweet science. It was right around deeply. The, right in, around the turn of the century is when boxing really got a foothold. Right. And, and it's deeply. And was like the, like next to baseball, yeah. really, was kind of like the other American pastime. Yeah. I mean, you have to look no further than Mike Tyson. I mean, mm -hmm. Mike Tyson's fights drew huge money, huge crowds. Floyd, May Floyd Mayweather, um, one of, if not the greatest pound for pound fighters of all time, still draws huge money. There's huge interest in boxing and it's nothing like it was even as recently as the 1970s and 80s. Okay, so we don't have a quote from Rocky One. Right. So I think we should just leave leave it with that teaser. Okay. Rocky One, scrappy upstart from Philadelphia, wants to be a fighter, is like heart of gold. There's some great scenes where he's just like in Philadelphia with the folks that are in his neighborhood. Um, and you just really get a feel for who he is as a person and how that heart really translates into his fighting. But I don't want to give too much of the plot away. Yeah. So the only thing I was going to say was um, Rocky, his dream, he, he wants to go the distance with Creed. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote about that. Um, and for the ladies out there, there's a little bit of a love story happening, too. There's a great love story. A the great story, love story. The story between... Between a man and his two turtles. Yes. Cuff and Link. Which just... Is so charming. But also, no, he, he has a lady friend. He does. His his love story, the love story throughout this series is really amazing and it really touches your heart. And it really picks up in the second one. It does pick up in the second one. So let's one. do your, your childhood favorite movie. The one that when you think of movie, that is what you think of. Yeah. The plot of movie. Rocky 2. Rocky 2. So, yeah. So, it picks up where Rocky 1 leaves off. And I'm going to try to do this without giving away the ending of Rocky 1, which is going to be really tough to do. Um, so, Rocky is, he, you know, there's, there's, he's fought the heavyweight champion. I won't tell you the outcome. And so, he now has a little bit of success. And so, now he's dealing with that success. And, um, you know, again, without giving away too much from the first movie, he, he gets... I mean, he fought the heavyweight champion of the world. He gets beat up pretty good. Um, so there is going to be a rematch with Apollo Creed mm -hmm. and the Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa. And meanwhile, the subplot is that he is, uh, is the love story is really um, intensifying. Like the relationship is becoming um, more committed, more, more essential part of his life. Right. And so, um, what ends up happening is, you know, Rocky has gotten hurt in this first movie, and he can't, he's, Adrian, his, his girlfriend in the first movie, their relationship continues in the second movie, I don't want to give away the, the details, um, but she doesn't want him to fight. She doesn't want him to fight anymore, because it's dangerous, and he's going to get hurt, and they have a little, little baby, a little, a little Rocky Jr., <laughs> And Ryan is cradling the air, and so they just have just like like smooching on his air baby. Right. So they have Rocky Rocky Junior. and little Rocky and Adrian. Adrian goes into a coma, and they have they. It's a difficult birth. It is, and there's conflict in their relationship because Rocky wants to fight, and because that's how he makes a living. It's all he knows, and Adrian doesn't want him to fight. So they're having this because she wants him to be alive for their kid. Right. So they're having this conflict. She goes into a coma. So Rocky says, you know what? No, I'm not going to fight. If you don't want me to fight Creed, I won't do it. Um, and in the true like feeling of their love, Adrian, um, I have to give a little bit of plot away. 
Adrian comes out of a coma and has a message for uh, Rocky Balboa, the soon-to-be rematching Apollo Creed. And I'll see if I have this audio keyed up properly. Or, you know, at all. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. And so what's great about that audio is that you get a, you get a, some really key stuff from the movie there. So you have Adrian coming out of the coma and Rocky saying to her, listen, you know, I'm so happy that you're alive. I, this has been the hardest experience of my life. I'm not going to fight anymore if you don't want me to. And she says, she leans over to him and she says, there's just one thing I want you to do for me. And he leans in and he says, what? And she says, when? And the Rocky music kicks in, the song Going the Distance. Um... We talked earlier, and Molly's going to get into this more when she talks about Creed, how Philadelphia is a character in these movies. The music, like so oh, yeah. many great franchises, the music, um, the song Going the Distance kicks in. Now, the song Going the Distance plays during the fight scene in Rocky One, So that powerful bell, that dong, such a big part of the Rocky franchise kicks in. And then she says again, win. And so Rocky, during his training, had been not very motivated, had been sort of slouching, and this trainer, Mickey, had been, you know, asking him, you know, what's wrong with you, and this guy's going to murder you, and all this other stuff, and so Mickey, who's in the hospital room when this happens, that's who you heard say, what are we waiting for? Because he understands that now that's the motivation that Rocky needed, and now Rocky has all the tools that he needs. Now, my other favorite quote, it comes at the end of this movie, but I can't share it with you because it will give away the movie's ending. And I don't want to do that. So, um, but I will tell you, there are two scenes in this movie that break me up hard. That one that we just heard and the scene at the end of the movie. And I'll tell you this, I will say this much about it. So you know what I'm talking about when you see the movie. They are the last words spoken by Rocky in the movie. You'll know it when you hear it. I, I've been watching this movie since I was a little kid in the early 80s. I cry. I cry <laughs> every single time. If I watch it, rewind it, and watch it again, <laughs> it happens. And it's like, I just, it's hard to describe the feelings I have with that scene at the end of, this, at the end of Rocky II. Um, the thing that I really like about that clip, when she tells him, like after she's just been so worried about him, and... Because I really empathize with Adrian in the movie. And just, like, you have that instinct to protect the person that you love. And you have to remember, and we do this as parents, we do it as um, partners, uh, as children for our parents. We just want, we want the people that we love to be safe. And in that moment, it's realizing that in order for the person that you love to be the best person they can be, you have to leave space for them to go out and experience some danger and experience some challenge. And, um, I mean, it's the hardest thing as parents to like do those steps where you basically are letting your kids go. Yeah. Like your daughter, um, oldest daughter is going to be 16 and driving a car. Ugh. I know. Um, and it's like moments like that when you just sort of, you're letting go of that control and then you're saying, you know what, not only am I, do I want you to do this thing, but like I want you to do it the best you can. Yeah. And she's behind him. Yeah. And then he knows 
that he has he has Adrian with him, and that's all he that's all Rocky needs. That's yep. all he needs. So Rocky two, um, that ha- that movie just that movie happens to me, and I just <laughs> I just kind of have to sit back and watch it. So um, please, if you do nothing else after this podcast, please watch Rocky two. Um, it's really really great. Uh, you don't have to have seen Rocky one. Um, no, you don't. It stands on its own for it, sure. It sure does. I recommend watching them in order, but um, Rocky two is 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 really a super high quality movie. Which got next? Rocky three. All right. So Rocky three. This is one of my favorites. Like when we first watched the Rocky series, um, I this was this up was there your favorite until Creed. Favorites. Yeah, I just there's so many great moments, and I think Rocky three has a. A certain campiness about it that I appreciate. It's a different. It's a different take on the on the characters. Yeah. I mean, it really um, is. It's got Mr. T in it, which is really fun, and he plays a really great character. And I don't know. I just I dig it. Well, you can almost look at Rocky one and two as one story. Yeah. Like Rocky one and two, it could be a really long movie. You could watch them back to back very easily. Mm-hmm. Rocky three. Uh, takes on, it's a little bit different. Rocky, yep. again, without giving away the details in Rocky 2, Rocky has continued to have some success. He's now has money. Um, he's now a successful fighter. Um, he's fought the heavyweight champion of the world twice. Mm-hmm. And so, or the, I guess I should say the greatest, one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's fought him twice. Um, you'll have to watch the movies to find out what the outcome was. And you know what it is about it? And this is, you'll have to bear with me, Ryan. I know you get kind of irritated when I talk about this stuff. Um... In Rocky 1 and Rocky 2, Adrian, uh, the female lead, is very much a muse. You can tell that she's sort of, she's Rocky's inspiration, but she isn't, um, her character is not really fully realized yet. She's, she's, you see her through Rocky's eyes. Yeah. But you don't see her as her own person quite yet. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. I know you're going to argue with me, I don't care. Okay. Um, in Rocky Three, I see. I see where you why yeah. you think that way though. In Rocky Three, um, Adrian, there are a few great scenes. One in particular where Adrian really owns her power. Is that your? That's the. Is that the clip you're going to share? I didn't queue up clips. This is. This queue it up. I okay. I'll find you, it. You can do it after I do my clip because okay. my clip comes before it. Okay. And it's actually you know what the two clips are tied together. Are they? So yeah. Um, so if you, yeah, if you key up Rocky three, Adrian, you should be able to find it. So, all right. The, so the, the premise behind Rocky three is there's a new challenge. The challenge being Clubber Lang, um, which is Mr. T's first movie role. Now we kind of think of Mr. T today as, as kind of like this, Mr. This eighties has been, you watch Rocky three without preconceived notions of Mr. T. He is scary. He's strong and he's brutal and he really presents. Um, he's he's a he's a scary guy, and so Rocky Three. Uh, we get a couple of things that are iconic with the franchise. Rocky Three gives us the Rocky statue, uh, which is currently in Philadelphia at the corner of the oh. art museum's turn. Oh, back. I'm bad at podcasting. Okay, I figured Jeez, it out. <laughs> awesome. We are pros. So, see, I think keeping this stuff in gives us it's like charming. People listen to it and they go, look, these, I, I can do a podcast. These two idiots can do it. So maybe I can do it. They play, they, they don't have audio clips queued up professionally. They just, like when, they just rock and roll with these things. It's totally fine. It's like thinking farting in bed is charming. It is, if you do it right. As long as you vent it out the side so as not to be offensive to your partner. Okay. So 
Rocky Three again gives us the statue, which is at the corner of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Um, in the movie, it's it's up at the top of the the fame, the iconic steps, which we didn't talk about that from Rocky One and Two. So I have to take a pause. In the movie Rocky, all Rocky movies have a fight, and they also have a training scene where Rocky. It's a montage. A montage. So Rocky is a lot of people think Rocky movies invented the montage. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, Somebody look it up. Let us know. You know what? Screw it. The Rocky movies invented the montage. <laughs> and so the first You're movie... You're going to have to make a formal apologies to montages. Nope, won't do it. Montages are amazing, and I don't care if I... No, that you... No, like, I don't care. My okay. sourcing is fine. My sourcing is my loose recollection of something I heard or read somewhere. I think that's... <laughs> I think it, that's how first person... or That's how primary sources work, right? Sure. So... I think I kind of remember that one guy said. <laughs> so they have these training montages. Rocky 1 actually has the shortest one, I believe. Uh, the shortest screen time uh, for a training montage because they didn't know what they had yet. And at the end of it, Rocky runs up the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And it's fan-freaking-tastic. We're going to have to post pictures. And he sort of jumps and celebrates and shadow boxes at the top of the steps. And since then, it's become an iconic thing for people visiting Philadelphia to do. If you know nothing from the Rocky films, this is something you probably know. Right. And so you've seen something with the steps. And so for people of the franchise and people who are fans of running, running up those steps is quite a treat. Was it? Keep a... I'm going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back oh. to that. Yeah. Oh. So the... Um, so we go back to Rocky II. There's another museum steps running scene. And that actually becomes something that's part of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Three and four do not feature steps scenes. All the other Rocky movies do. Okay. Uh, three does have a step scene because doesn't isn't he... He doesn't run up them. Okay, yes, you're right. Them. The statue unveiling is at the top of the steps. Yes. Yeah, but, but he does not run up the steps in that movie. Sorry. Good clarification. Yes. So anyway, that's where the Rocky statue it comes from. Uh, he's being honored by the city of Philadelphia... The statue has then been a part of Philadelphia since then. It was, the it was at the art museum for a while. It was in front of the Spectrum for a while. And now it's back and it has a permanent home, I hope, at the, um, at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. um, it's really emotional to go see it. Um, I've seen it in person once when I was a little kid, once when I was in my early 20s when it was in front of the Spectrum. And I've been to Philadelphia a lot and I have never driven by the statue and had it be alone. Like there are always people yeah. in front of it. Taking awesome. pictures, saying hi to it, paying, yeah. like, respects. You can see, if you visit our Instagram um, profile, which is at Radio now, you can, there, there are pictures of, of Molly and I with the Rocky statue. We should do a full compliment. We have tons of those pictures. We do. We should. Yeah. We'll do a whole, uh, we got a little series of well, them. Well, and then we also have my Rocky Three accompaniment. So, mm -hmm. Rocky um, is now, again, he's found success, but now he has this new challenger, and Clubber Lang. And there's a whole bunch of reasoning behind why this challenger matters. Um, watch the movie to find out why. I don't want to give away the details of the plot. Um, but Rocky fights Clubber Lang early in the movie. Okay. Um, so, again, not wanting to give away a bunch of detail. The fact that he fights him early in the movie is kind of an indicator of what happens. Um, side note, this movie also has a brief cameo by none other than Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's um, right. So you'll have to watch the movie to, to sort of understand that. what that's all about. Um, Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips. Nice. And that's as much as I'm going right. to say about that. Um, so Rocky fights Clubber Lang again early in the movie. We now have several layers of challenge. And also, I'll just adversity. say, I'll just say this. All those girls wearing feather earrings and like hippie jewelry at Burning Man, 
you stole that look from Mr. T. Give it back. Yeah, he does. He owns that look. That's his thing. That's his and jam. And it's amazing. So, yeah. So now Rocky has all this new adversity that we discover halfway through the movie. Mm -hmm. So these are where both of our clips come in. Yeah. So now Rocky is assisted by a face from the past. Okay? I'm not going to tell you who it is because right. it's kind of a nice moment in it the movie. Um, keen observers and listeners might be able to tell who this person is from the audio clip that I'm about to share. This is a very short one and it will be completely out of context. It's loading, it's fine. So we have that scene, and that was actually a compilation, so that music doesn't actually kick in in that moment. Um, but that is Rocky in training, fight, getting ready to fight Clubber Lang for the second time, and he's being told, he's, 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 he's scared. He is scared of losing everything, he's scared of what can happen, he's scared of being hurt, and he's just at this really low moment, probably the lowest we've seen him at any point, um, and that might be up to and including the moment that Adrian's in a coma. He is really broken down at this point. He's really struggling. And he's working with his new, this face from the past, who I don't want to give away, because it really is a cool moment when this face from the past comes into the movie. Um, you heard his voice there. But he's, Rocky's saying, no, no, tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll be better tomorrow. And he's being told, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And that, those, that has always stuck with me because it's like, you know what? Do what you got to do today. Don't wait till tomorrow because there is no tomorrow. This opportunity, these challenges, these things might not be here tomorrow. And that was especially poignant for me because as we discussed in an earlier episode, I got hurt um, right before the Flying Pig Half Marathon and Skyland Chili 4-Way with Extra Cheese Challenge that I was about to do. This was to be my crowning achievement in running. Um, I was about to turn 40. And um, this race was going to be a big, big deal for me. It was, gonna, it was a huge challenge. And to get 98% of the way through training to then only tear my meniscus, it was, it was brutal. And there was a period there where I was questioning whether or not I was going to be able to compete. And I sat down and I watched Rocky Three, And the... A few times. I did. I did. I watched it. I watched it two <laughs> nights in a row, actually. I really did. I watched it two nights in a row. It was doing something for you. And... I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I can do this. I'm going to do this because I've watched Rocky Three and this there is no tomorrow. And these inner demons that Rocky's fighting, this fear, it, it was eating him alive. And the same thing was happening to me where I, I, I knew the right answer was not running the race. I knew not running the race was the right answer. There's no question about it. But that there was that fire, that competitor's spirit inside me, and I wanted to run so bad, despite my body not being able to do well, it. Well, and I think the fear that if you if you did the smart choice, you were somehow a quitter, or you were less than, or right, um, that you were a failure. Well, and and so I thought that's what the movie was telling me: push forward. There is no tomorrow. Do it now. You will win. You can do it. What I now know was the movie was giving me a wholly different message. So for a year, I decided at the Flying Pig 2016 
that I was going to run this, no, I'm sorry, 2017, when Molly ran the full marathon, yeah. I ran the 10K, and I got to see her cross the finish line and have this great experience of watching people cross the finish line. And for this whole story, go back and listen to whatever episode that was of the, I think it's injury origin story. stories. Injury story. Is it injury stories? Okay. Injury story. So go back and listen to that where I talk about watching the people finish the, cross the finish line and how motivated I was. I decided right then and there, a year later, I was going to do this race. Yeah. So to have to give up on that dream, and for a year, in my office at work, I had a picture up on my wall that said 2018, 23.4. That's the accumulated miles for the four the four races that you run over the weekend. That was it. Hashtag 23.4. And it had the different race distances there. I looked at that for a year. And to have to give up on the flying pig was extremely difficult. But what I discovered was that was my first flight with Clubber Line. Getting mm-hmm. hurt, missing that race when I'd been training for it and looking forward to it for a year, that was my first flight with first fight with Clubber Line. That sign in my office now says 2019. I just crossed out the 8 and wrote a 9 on it. And mm. I added okay. a picture of <laughs> Clubber Line. Clubber Lang is now a part of that picture looking at me and it's a reminder every single day that you got knocked out the first time. But you're going to come back the second time and you're going to have a different result. And that's where this clip comes in, the one that I'm going to play, because um, in Injury Story, we talk about how one of the things that um, Ryan and I learned through the process of him being injured was we learned a lot about um, communicating. And you said this the other day when we were on the trail, um, that you thought you had learned your lesson yeah. when you got injured the first time. Yep. And then when you tore your meniscus, you realized that you the lesson you were trying to learn... I was like, well, maybe the lesson you were trying to learn is just that stuff happens. Yeah. And we have to, like, the universe is going to throw a ton of crap at us every day. And the challenge is to handle it with grace and with um, patience, which is, like, so easy to say and so hard to do. But this is the clip that I really love from Rocky Three. I didn't care, but now that you, there's a kid, 
And yeah, that's that's powerful. Oh, man, I love that scene. She is in his face. And it's on this. You might have heard there's there's water breaking in the background. They're in L.A. for this movie. Yeah. So they're they're at the they're at the beach training. And what I love about that is like she just doesn't stop. She knows that she she just has to keep after him. Yeah. And it's hard when like I'm gonna speak from the from the position of a woman like because I am one. Shocker. Um, well done. Thank you. Um, I have had some big male personalities in my life. Some guys who were like physically bigger than me, um, could yell louder than I could yell, and to be able to basically get in a big guy's face and be like, hey, I know that you're scared and I'm not, it's not okay for you to hide behind it, is a brave thing. And I remember when Ryan and I were sort of trying to figure out, when he was trying to figure out um, what he was going to do, there were some fights that we had where I yeah. had to like be pretty firm. And it was, <sighs> scary is not the right word, but I had to dig deep because I knew some of what I was saying was actually like hurting his feelings. Well, and scary in the, in the term that, yeah, like you weren't afraid of me, like, I mean, obviously no, like no, punching no. you or, no. or like, you know, you weren't going to like. I was afraid of damaging right you were scared you were in a, you were in a rough place and i didn't want to make it worse i was i really was but and i also knew that there was some tough love that needed to happen and it did and it really did and it was helpful um but yeah no it's and i can imagine that I'm like it is hard when you have to mm -hmm. sort of get in somebody's face and, and come from a place of love and, and do that like what adrian did there with rocky but i do i really like that scene too because it is really um, Adrian and Rocky have a really good love story and mm -hmm. they don't fight. And so when she's on the beach getting in his face, it's like, that's, that's the first time you really, that's the first time we see them fight. Yeah. Um, and it's a good fight. Yeah. Like it's one of those fights. We've all had fights that do not have progress that do. They're just bickering and bitching. Right. Um, you know, you've had a good fight when you're kind of like you're tired and then you're energized by it and you feel like you've made progress. And they hug and they, yeah. They, yeah. And at the end, well, they, like, come, to a, they, they come to a conclusion. She She's able to sort of like dig that stuff out of him yeah. and bring it and surface it for him. And then it, it pays off because yeah, he, big time. he, as usual, um, Rocky just needs a little something from Adrian, whether mm -hmm. it's her, she just needs him to be in her corner. She needs her to be, wait, Rocky he needs, needs Adrian to be in his corner. Yeah. And when he has that and when, and she was always with him in Rocky three, she was yeah. always in his corner. Um, but he was, but at that point she needed to be more, less of a partner and more of a coach. He needed her strength Yeah, and she gave it to him and, and it, it really, it really paid off. So yeah, Rocky three is a ton of fun and now has a it's whole a new, fun movie. it has a, it's the shortest Rocky. It is. It has the whole, it has a whole new layer of significance for me that I never even, I mean, I've been watching these movies my whole life and a year ago and six months ago, rather, I discovered this whole new layer of meaning, um, in it and quite appropriately, and I guess I'm just not realizing this, that after getting hurt, I've run a couple of races since then, but the longest has been a 10K, yeah. which I just did. Um, and so I guess there's an injury update for you that things are going well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in training. We're in and week we'll, four. we'll talk about that 10K on the next episode because that right. was a, that 10K was 
probably one of the hardest races I've ever done. You did a great job. Yeah. So we... It was, I don't mean like, yeah, I did a great job. I mean like, I was affirming the fact that it was hard and I almost barfed at the end. You did. You did. While well, that lady was trying to talk to you. <laughs> she was. So, yeah. So we'll talk about that one next time. But the... Um, but the race that I'm training for, following this injury and following this devastating, and I realize, I mean, please put this in context. Please understand that I'm not saying that not being able to run a race that I wanted to is the worst thing that could happen to somebody. Um, obviously, there are worse things that could happen to you. But, you know, in that moment when it's happening, it was a really big goal that I had to give up on, mm -hmm. and it was really hard to do it. And so, yes, obviously, you know, medical issues, losing someone you love, those are all very... You know, much much greater on the scale but in that moment at this time this was a, this was hard for me well so. and it wasn't just the race the race was symbolic of a lot more big, yeah, there was a lot going on big things that were happening it was the capstone it was the capstone to a lot of things yeah. and to have to give up on it it did it felt like a massive it felt like probably the biggest failure of my life all right and i've had some i've had some, You've doozies. Had some doozies yeah so <laughs> all right so rocky three has this whole new layer of significance for me which is very exciting but the the run that I'm training for, the big race that I'm training for now, is the Rocky run. I know. My comeback is the Rocky. So it's just, so. it's really, really, it's it's just, it's, it's interesting. So, all right. So jumping into Rocky Four, Rocky Four, the action movie of the series where Rocky fights the Siberian bull, Ivan Drago, played masterfully and with like six words by <laughs> the immortal Dolph Lundgren. Also, Brigitte Nielsen is yeah. in it. Yeah, Rocky, or Sylvester Stallone's wife at the time, Brigitte Nielsen, uh, their second time acting together after the, the wonderful movie Cobra. If you've not seen Cobra, you got to watch that. Crime is the disease. He's the cure. It's awesome. Um Eat pizza with a pair of scissors. That's uh, God. I forgot about that. Oh That's a gosh. great scene. The movie is so fantastic. You gotta, you gotta watch another it. brief one. Yeah, you gotta watch Cobra. Cobra's good. Um, so Rocky Four, the height of it's 1985, the height of um, the Cold War. I guess is sort of coming to an end, but it's mm -hmm. still very much in the very much in the American consciousness. Um, USA good, USSR bad. Um, you know the the, the communist Ruskies. Um, it's just, it's, it's full of that kind of stuff. If you watch, um, Rocky five, geez, Rocky four and first blood part two, uh, Rambo first blood part two came out around the same time. And so it's, it is really cool to see, um, those two, those two films juxtaposed against each other. I'm trying to remember what clip you picked for this one. For I mean, Rocky four? Yeah. I can't remember. Well, should you, well, hey, let me. Cause I, I know what clip I, I would decide. I know what clip I would pick from Rocky four. The robot. <laughs> There's a fantastic robot scene, but no, that's not it. That's the only scene in that movie where I was kind of like, WTF, and Ryan was like, just go with it. It's fine. It'll be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> just and hang I, in there. I don't know about the audio on this one, but here we go. Oh, yeah. This is the one I would have chosen. All right, so what? I'm sure that that didn't come across great there. No pain. But Rocky's mantra throughout this movie is no pain. No pain. No pain. And so what has always been cool to me about that is that that's his trainer, and he's got uh, there's there's more to the trainer story through through this one. I really don't want to give away plot details of Rocky Four um, because it, it is a rich story um, in as much as a 1985 action movie can yeah. be. Um, but there are a lot of plot elements that I don't want to ruin. So um, his but trainer... The, the no pain yeah. is... It stand, you don't need to know the plot to get the meaning of that. They're training. It's hard. Yeah. It hurts. In Russia. In Russia. Fighting a big, giant Russian. And it's scary. 
and it's rough and they're just repeating that back to each other like a call and response no pain mm -hmm. no pain and it's throughout training throughout no the pain. fight yeah no, no pain. pain no pain and we if it, molly and i actually incorporated that into our training um a can year I, or so can ago I tell the story? yeah okay this it's funny because i foreshadowed when i mentioned barf mm -hmm. so um we got in a fight about something i can't even remember what but we we were scheduled to run so we were going to run because even even the worst fight does mm -hmm. not no running stops for no one right so we went out to one of our um places where we train on hills and we, it's sharon woods metro park and it's a beautiful park it's got a great four mile loop that's con that's uh pavement and it's uphill the entire way it's uphill the entire way <laughs> it's not but it's got huge it's, it's got significant hills it is it's the only hills in ohio um, Ohio's pretty flat, but Sharon Woods has hills. The glaciated part of the state, yes. Oh, snap. Not the unglaciated <laughs> southeast region. Yeah, it's it's real hilly down there. Um, so we're going out to do this run, and I am, I'm like stuck in this fight that we had, and I can't stop. I can't get out of it. I can't get out of my head. I'm just like cycling. I'm rehashing. And Ryan's had about enough of my bullshit, to be perfectly well, and, honest. And to be fair, you, it wasn't so much that you and I had, had a fight. It was all the peripheral stuff that you were dealing with. Yeah. It wasn't so, It wasn't that you and I had, had a fight. I was just like, there was so much happening. Yeah. I can't even remember all of it at this I, point. I do. I don't want to say I'm here because it's really personal to you, but it was... Oh, okay. You know. But there was just, there was a lot of stuff happening. And I had chosen to sort of channel all this bad energy into this fight we had. And... Um, I didn't know this until after the fact, but Ryan realized that if he got me up to a certain pace, I wouldn't be able to talk, first of all. <laughs> so it took away my ability to just keep, like, basically cycling. Unloading on me. Unloading and cycling and feeling bad about myself and feeling bad about everything and taking it out on him. And he also realized that if he got me running fast enough and got me angry enough, I rage run. Mm -hmm. And I go... Like, when I'm angry, I can go real fast. It's crazy. Like, I, I need to feel good when I run. Like, anger and upset feelings, those kind of things, I can't, I have a hard time running. I want to, running is joyful for me. Molly, when she gets pissed, oh my God. It I can't. It's some kind of fire in like my belly. She's like a freaking roadrunner. And I'm just like, oh. Meep, meep. <laughs> nice. So, probably about a half mile in, he just starts inching up his pace. And just, like, kind of easing it up, easing it up. And at this time, I was pretty close to, like, a 10-minute mile. Yeah. Like, that was my comfortable pace. He had me at 8.30 a mile. And I was... This was... He started it on the hills. So I'm doing these hills at 8.30... 8 minutes, 30 seconds a mile. And probably at, like, mile and a half, I'm starting to really come apart at the seams. Um, physically. And I do this thing where I'm really... When I'm really tired, where I run with my eyes closed, just like barely open, and I listen to him to know where I am so I don't run off the trail into the woods and get eaten by a deer. And so I've got my eyes closed, and he starts saying this to me. He starts saying the no pain thing to me. No pain. No pain. And he's like, you've got to say it back to me. And I was like, I can't say it back to you. So we have this back and forth where he's saying no pain, and then I'm saying no pain. And we get done with the run. And it, it kind of, it felt a little silly at first. 
It, not to me. You know, it felt silly to be. I mean, it's like this is some movie quote. I was pissed. And I'm out, well, I mean, for people that are listening, thinking it's kind of weird that you were doing that. You know, and it's like, yeah, at first it, it felt a little silly. Because you'd seen the movies. You knew I what had. I was saying. I knew what he was and doing. So, but to say, you know, just over and over. And you were hurting, too. You, I, you yeah, were hurting on I that run. And you were just, you were out. Your legs were tired. Your body was hurting. Your brain wasn't doing any favors. And just saying that to you and getting you to. It gave me something to focus on. Sink into the run. Um, and at the end of the run, he's like, you have to kick. And I was like, I can't do it. And he's like, you, I don't care. You have to. I told you I was, I, t- I said, <laughs> we're going to get up. I remember this very specifically. We got to the end of the run. We were closing it on four miles. And I said, I want you to kick at the, I said, you're going to kick at the end of this run and you're going to beat me. Um, I save something for in every run. And I kick at the end of every run that I do, no matter what. Um, it's something I picked up from my dad when he first taught me how to run when I was a little kid. And um, it's I, I, I pass a lot of people at the end of races doing that. Um, where I just And I train that way so that when a race comes, and I guess it's not even saving anything. It's just I train to have energy at the end of a run. And so I told her, you know, so I, I mean, kicking is, is perfectly natural for me and not so much for Molly, especially at that point. Because I'm used to... I'm. You know, I'm a distance runner. Yeah. You, you consistent all the way, steady Eddie, from right. beginning to end. And I said, we're going to kick, and you're going to beat me. And she said she couldn't. And I said, I don't want to hear it. You're going to kick, and you're going to beat me. And he's kind of mean about it, too. Yeah. I his, didn't give her a choice. I said, his, you're going to do his, it. He had his angry voice on. And so, okay. <laughs> so I am quite a bit faster than Molly on my you best are. day. Yep. And I can kick faster than she can. Uh-huh. The, like, she doesn't normally kick with me. I normally I normally finish the last half mile of, of, of our just regular runs by myself. So we, I'm thinking, you know, I'll just, I'll let her stay with me while I kick. I'll slow down. I, me being the, the gentle man that I am, I'll slow down and let this little lady keep up with me. So we get to the point where she's about to kick and I say, okay, now we need to go. And all of a sudden I realize <laughs> that we've been running at pretty good pace and I've been talking like while we're running. So it's harder to run fast while you're talking. And all of a sudden I realize. I'm having trouble keeping up with her. Like, I'm not, it's not that I'm letting her keep up with me. I'm struggling to keep up with her. Because I am full on rage running at this point. Because now my anger has transitioned from whatever it was before that I can't even remember that Ryan yeah. apparently remembers better than I did. I'll tell you in the break. Okay. Because it's, so his strategy worked. Now I'm mad at running and I'm mad at Sharon Woods. Uh-huh. And I'm mad at my body. I'm just mad. I'm mad just like, I am just like a raw nerve of anger. And apparently that makes you super fast. It does. I did. I caught you. It's my weird superpower. I did catch you, but it was was everything I had. And then he tried to talk to me (laughs) when it was all over. And I was doubled over, um, dry heaving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You did not not get sick. But I was like, get away. You know what I said to you? No, I don't. What I, told I remember you. what you, I remember one of the things you said to me. What was the I don't, thing you remember? I remember you saying to me that um, we're leaving it here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever was happening earlier today, whatever those feelings were, whatever you were angry about, all the garbage that's floating around, it stays here. It does not come home with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you made me promise. You were like, we don't talk about, and it must have worked because I. For the life of me, cannot remember. Do you, want me, do you want me to say it's nothing too? It's something that would be embarrassing to you. It's not about like periods or anything, is it? No, God, no. <laughs> so no, it was about your divorce. It was you were having a really bad divorce time, um, and I think that was around the time you were 
like maybe it was getting finalized around that time or possibly so but you it was a lot of negative a lot of really big divorce energy around what had happened and um and that's so that's what we were leaving out there i've told you that's what you we were leaving on that track like all the negative stuff all the negativity all the stuff you've been going through all the bs that you've been dealing with the money like, stuff oh, it was all stuff. it was all out there you left it all out there yeah i don't remember i can't even remember what the specific because you was. left it all out there yeah it's because i'm a genius you are so rocky four so Rocky IV, um, again, takes place in Russia. It's Rocky's well, biggest that's, challenge. That's the thing about Rocky IV. It's leaving, like... Everything you know. Just leave it. Get yep. it. Don't waste yep. energy. Leave it all out there. Yep. So it's it's really great. Um, and it, it is, it's a fun movie to watch. It's a, it's a, it is, it's just a fun, can it's I, just, can I, it's just popcorn. So can I tell our listeners what we just received? What just happened? So you might've heard my text tone go off in the background because again, we're a super professional outfit here. <laughs> it was one of our good friends. Brown haired Mary. Texting, OMG, report a podcast so I have something to listen to this weekend. No, that's not what she said. She, she said, can I come record a podcast with you this weekend? So oh, our, I our good friend, you. our good friend, um, brown haired Mary. Who we've talked about on this podcast and who has commented on our stuff on Instagram. Um, I think our first our first listener. Um, so yes, Mary, we can work something out. Um, we can try to schedule some time to schedule episode after this one Nine. podcast. This is episode eight. We're almost gonna have a full season. Crazy. So all right. Well, we are an hour into this podcast, which is considerably it, longer than we normally go. If you've made it this far, this is a special episode. We're so, we're just gonna. Do it all. Well, what we're going to do, I'm going to make an executive decision here. We're going to take a break. Ooh. So we're going to we're going to turn this into our very first two-parter. <gasps> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stop here with Rocky Four because we have lots to talk about. I feel like we should play some music of the girl from Ipanema. Like that seems like the appropriate break music. That's how we outro. No. The girl from. <laughs> I knew if I didn't say anything, you start saying. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so so we're gonna pause here. We've talked about Rocky through Rocky Four, and some of the big stuff that goes along with this series of movies. But I really hope you're enjoying this podcast, and I really hope the the love for this series. And people ask me all the time, like, what is it with that series in you? And it's like, it just it gets to me. It speaks to me at the core of who I am. So, um, yeah, we're gonna pause there, and then because Molly had, and I didn't realize this, but Molly had a really great uh, realization after watching Rocky Balboa. Um, I did about we're gonna there's gonna be yeah. a lot of um discussion when it comes to Rocky Balboa. We're gonna dig deep on that one. Yeah. So and then Creed is my favorite. So Ryan has been bogarting a yes. lot of the conversation. These movies are Not intentionally. No, I know. No, we oh, okay. on purpose. I didn't like, know. I didn't know if you were upset. No, okay. that was the whole point. Is this is like this is yours? Yeah. But um, Creed, are you gonna have to Adrian at the beach me? I might. Like, stop talking so goddamn much. Give me a chance to say something. I don't want to say things about Rocky too. Um, Creed is special to me. Yeah, you'll have all the all the so, love on Creed. Um, on the next episode, I'll have some some poignant things to say about Creed. Fantastic. So we'll pause here. Pause. Um, now in podcast time, these will likely get posted at the same time. So that'll be really interesting. Um, what we're going to do... You can binge listen to them. Oh, my gosh. You could get a pretty... I mean, I imagine we're going to do at least a half hour on the second one. We're yeah. an hour now. That's an hour and a half. You could do a nice... Gosh, you could... If you're really fast, you could do a half marathon. But if you... Um, you know, you could no get one a that nice, fast is listening You could get a nice, right like, nine or ten mile run in. If you're training for a marathon. Well, that's, I mean, it's a ten minute yeah. mile pace for nine miles. So, yep. yeah. You could really do get a nice long or run Or even a half marathon. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, we'll pause here. 
And uh, we'll be back. To be continued. Oh, Rate, review, and subscribe. You know what's actually interesting? It's like like the Rocky series where they made one and then a bunch of other ones followed. The same thing kind of happened to us. We intended to make one. and Oh my God, we should start the next one with me singing Girl from Ipanema. <laughs> or we could just play this little delightful banter <laughs> at the back and then I could just like punch you in the face. <laughs> no? Okay. You can punch me in the face. <laughs> Deal. People will be punching. And we will likely be eating ice cream during the next recording of this. Yeah. Next episode. So if you hear ice cream sounds. The clickety-clack of the ice cream spoon. <laughs> All right. Thank you, for, thank you for running through the first part of the Rocky Balboa podcast with us. And we'll see you next time Let's on... just fade to black like the Sopranos. Okay. Well, if we do a podcast about the Sopranos, that would make sense. Oh. That's Rocky music for you. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time on for part two of the Fun Runs Rocky Balboa review. Special. Special? It's like on like when like at Christmas time. Okay. Special. I like it. It's September, but little kids won't understand that one either because they can watch whatever they want whenever they want to watch it. Oh yeah, little kids are stupid. They don't know shit. Yeah, you used to have to wait to watch the stuff you wanted to watch. You had to plan around it. Whatever. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs>